Turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 32 and verse 17, if you would, this morning. We're talking about the gift of, the force of, the effects of, and the fruits of righteousness. We've said quite a bit already, so go back to the last few weeks and listen very carefully because there's much, much, much in there for us to glean from. Now notice this in Isaiah 32, verse 17. He says this, And the effect of righteousness will be peace, internal and external. That's peace with God, and that's having the peace of God. And we talked about that. It's inside, and it shows up on the outside. and affects your spirit, soul, and body. Now notice, this is what I want to speak to you on for a little while this morning. And the result of righteousness will be quietness and confident trust forever. Now that phrase just kind of jumped out at me. One of the things that will happen in our lives when we understand we're the righteousness of God in Christ, it will bring a quiet and confident trust into your lives. A confident assurance. A quietness. An ability, if you will, to enter into the very rest of God. This is what the Lord showed me, that quietness and confident trust are very much connected, if you will, to having great rest in our lives. The Jewish Bible says this, the result of righteousness shall be quiet trust forever. Is anybody interested in having some quiet trust? Confident trust. Well, we know that God has always made rest available to His people. We know that He made it available to the children of Israel. Now, rest for them was to enter into the promised land. A land that flows with milk and honey. A land of abundance. A land of days of heaven upon the earth. A great land. A great place. A wealthy place. They went out of Egypt. They got to the other side of the Red Sea. They danced for a while. They rejoiced for a while. But it wasn't very long before they started to complain. And I like what Joyce Meyer says, If you complain, you will remain. And how many years did they wander in the wilderness? Was it 40 years? So they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years when all the time the rest of the promised land was available to them. And many of them never entered in. There was a remnant that did enter in. And we see kind of the uh, backdrop of this from Hebrews chapter 3. And so I want us to take a look at that. And we're going to start at verse 7. The book of Hebrews, the third chapter. It says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, Today, if you will hear His voice. Amen. Harden not your hearts, as in the day of provocation. That word provocation means Rebellion. The children of Israel rebelled against what God had said. And in verse 9, it says, When your fathers tempted me and proved me 
and saw my work for 40 years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, They always do err in their heart, for they have not known my ways. They didn't know my ways. They saw his works. They experienced his goodness, but they really were not familiar with his ways. So I swear in my wrath, in verse 11, they shall not enter into my rest. And then he says, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So in other words, we can learn from their failure to enter in by taking heed. Anytime we do not believe what the Lord says to us, in a sense, it's a departure from God. Is that right? Verse 13. But exhort one another daily. That's why we come to church. We're to exhort one another. That's why we have small groups. We're to commune with one another. We're to exhort one another. But exhort one another. Daily. While it is said today, lest any of you should be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast until the end. Amen? While it is said today, if you will hear His voice. Notice, hear His voice. Hear His voice. When we're hearing His word, we are hearing His voice. If you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was He grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but them that believed not? So we see, they could not enter in. Why? They could not enter in because of their unbelief. Their unbelief kept them out of the land of milk and honey. I want to pick this up in chapter 4. Are you all still here today? Everybody good? Now, if they were asked, if we were able to do an interview with them, with the children of Israel, if we were to, like someone just recently said, If we were able to have an interview with the children of Israel as to why they didn't enter in, oh, the list we would get. There's giants in the land. They're they're bigger than we are. We looked at ourselves as grasshoppers compared to their stature. And so we were in their sight because they walked by sight the giants saw them the way they saw themselves now let's pick this up in chapter 4 
Chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. None of us want to come short in any good thing. Is that you? Is that right? Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word that was preached to them did not profit them. They didn't profit from the fact that God said, the land is yours. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So we see in verse 3, For we which have believed do enter into what? They couldn't enter in because of unbelief, but you and I can enter in because we have faith. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. And he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place, if they shall enter into my rest... Verse 6, Seeing therefore, it remains that there some must enter in, and they and to whom it was first preached, entered in not because of unbelief. Verse 7, Again, he limits a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time as it is said, If today you will do what? If you will hear His voice. Is it important that we hear His voice? Is it important that we believe? When we believe, we will profit from what we believe. For when we believe... Faith activates the promises of God and we can experience confident trust. We can experience confident rest. And everybody said amen. Amen. Now the highest form of faith that we can walk in is to have rest. Enter into rest. How? How do we enter into rest? By entering into what's already been accomplished for you. By entering into the finished works of Christ. By resting in the promises of God. We're not talking about striving here. And we're not talking about works of the flesh. We're talking about resting in the work He's already done. And if you will look closely at the Word of God, you will find over and over and over again the hath done. What Christ has done. Can somebody help me on a couple of scriptures on what Christ has done? Well, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. I could not redeem myself back in the 70s. I had to believe and receive and enter into the rest of salvation based on it is finished. So Christ has redeemed you. Now listen to this. Colossians says, He has delivered you. He's redeemed us 
He has delivered us from the power of darkness. And He's translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. We've been delivered. I'm not trying to be delivered. I've been delivered. My deliverance has been bought and paid for. It is done. It is finished. Deliverance and freedom is mine. Deliverance and freedom is yours. You don't have to strive. You don't have to sweat. You just need to come to the cross and receive your deliverance, receive your redemption, receive your blessing, and receive your acceptance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ephesians 1.3 says, He hath blessed us. Well, I'm just trying to be blessed. I'm just doing my best to be blessed. Stop trying and just start receiving. You're going to have blessing on your brain. I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed, Frank, coming into church and I'm blessed leaving church. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm blessed because he's made me the head and not the tail. I'm above only and I'm not beneath. I am blessed. Bless, bless, bless. He's blessing you daily with benefits. And say with me, I am blessed to be a blessing. So you're redeemed. You're delivered. You're blessed. And Ephesians 1, 7 says you're accepted. He hath accepted you already in the beloved. Yeah, but I've got a lot of things that need to be worked out in my life. Well, join the club. He's working. Let him work. But get rid of this fact that you have to somehow qualify to be accepted by him. You are accepted by him by virtue of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. By virtue of the fact that it is finished. The work is done. Woo, glory to God. That's shouting ground, Pastor Tom. Woo, that's a happy meal, folks. You're redeemed. You're delivered. You're blessed. You're accepted. Well, so-and-so rejected me. Yeah, but so-and-so ain't God. So don't make them your God. Don't put other people's opinions over God's opinion and what God's Word says about you. I'm blessed. You're blessed, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in and blessed going out. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm healed. Oh, I'm the head and not the tail. Glory to God. Blessed, 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 blessed. You're blessed, you're blessed. Bless, bless, bless. I speak blessing over you. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. And the blessings of the Lord will increase the more you talk about it. 
The more you speak it, the more you believe it. And the more you thank the Lord for the blessing that's already there, the blessings of the Lord shall come upon you. Glory to God. And they shall increase more and more. Now, we get to verse 11, which seems like a contradiction. But I want to clear up any confusion that this verse may bring into the city of your soul. In verse 11, notice with me, it says this. Hebrews 3.11 Let us, let's keep it up there. Let us therefore labor. What? Let us therefore labor to enter into that rest. Hmm. The New King James Version says, let us be diligent to enter into that rest. can be a little confusing. Are we laboring or are we resting? You said that I'm to cease from my own works. So, how do I do that? You labor. What? Cease? Labor? How do I enter? Labor. What? Let me show you what that means. Where does this labor come in? Do we have to labor to enter into His rest? Yes. Why? Because faith is a fight. It's not the labor of your works and your human efforts. It's the labor of faith on the inside of you that needs to be released. It needs to be worked out. It needs to come from the inside to the outside so that you're not knocked out of your place of rest. Oh, come on, somebody. Faith is the fight to enter into rest. And faith is the fight to stay in the rest. For if we can enter into rest, we can also exit out of rest. There's a fight. There's a fight to fight. And we're going to have to fight the bad news with the good news. We're going to have to fight sometimes everything we see. That's why we're saying, all I see is victory. We're going to have to fight everything that we feel. We're going to have to fight sometimes other people's opinions. Can I hear an amen? Amen. So we must be diligent and labor to enter into that rest and stay in that rest. Folks, how many of you know it is labor to resist what the world tells you? It's labor to resist when your body is in pain. It's labor, it's a fight. To go from the realm of senses into the realm of God's Word and deliberately 
make yourself agree with what God says. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. So the labor of faith is when we agree with what God says. It differs from the works of the law. It is the workings of the God kind of faith on the inside of us. And if we are not, and if we don't have confidence in the finished works of Christ, we're not going to rest. Let's equate rest with having a peace that passeth understanding. Let's equate rest with, you can't explain it, but you've got peace in your soul. You've heard the bad report. You've seen the bad report. Yet, you say, it is well. It is well with my soul. It may, may not be well right now with my body. It may not be well right now with my finances. But by the grace of God, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Hallelujah. Well, I think we need to say it as well about five times. It is well. It is well. It is well. Ooh, hallelujah. And when you say it is well, it shall be well. It shall be well. It shall be well. It shall be well. And so if we don't have confidence that healing has already been done, we're not going to rest when sickness comes. If we don't have confidence that prosperity is ours, we're not going to rest when lack comes. Before, listen to this statement, before that we can rest in the finished works of Jesus, we must have confidence in the finished works of Christ. And this confidence comes from what you know. This confident comes, confidence comes from your study of what Christ, like we talked earlier, has already done. And this confidence can bring a strength into your soul and bring a stability into your life that increases day by day. I've discovered this, that I can be stronger tomorrow than I am today. If I purpose in my heart to do the things that have made me strong thus far, I can go from strength to strength. And so can you. So I'm resting. I'm resting. I'm resting in the finished works of Christ. I'm resting in 2008. When the recession happened in our nation. I'm resting when those jets hit the Twin Towers on 9-11. Somebody says, how can you be resting? Yes, I was grieving, but I'm resting in the fact 
that there shall be a turnaround. And there was a turnaround. And there's going to be a greater turnaround in our country concerning those matters. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, but my kids, my children, oh my goodness, my kids, my children, my kids, my children, rest. Rest in the finished works of Christ. Rest in your prayers. For the effectual, listen to this, effectual, the effects of, the effectual prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's another effect of your right standing with God, the ability to be bold. And to put your spiritual foot down on the devil's neck and say, we are not going to have this. We are not going to put up with this. It is well. That's right. Take authority. Hallelujah. Do Do you see the difference between natural labor and spiritual labor? Before I can rest in the finished works of Jesus, I must have confidence in those works. Look with me at Hebrews chapter 10. You guys listen so good today. We're not going to preach long. But we're going to have communion today. And during communion, we're going to settle some things. We're going to settle some things in our spirit. We're going to settle some things in our soul. We're going to settle some things. Based on it is finished. Say of me, it is done. It is finished. Now this is a great verse of scripture. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. And look at verse, I think it's verse 35. When you have it, say I have it. Hebrews ten thirty-five. This is a way to stay in rest. Because the enemy will do everything he can to get us out of rest. He cannot make us cast away our confidence. We have to do it ourselves. So he says in verse 35, Cast not away, therefore... Your confidence. Don't let your faith slip away. Don't cast it away. Don't lift your hands and say, Oh, I've stood for three days. You really hung in there, didn't you? I heard so-and-so preacher say this, and that happened for them. And I've been standing on the Word, and yet it hasn't happened yet. Cast not away. Now, this just comes to me as I teach this. Part of casting not away your confidence is when you are lured to do so, you need to make sure you cast your cares on the Lord. That's what we need to cast away. We need to cast away the cares, not our confidence. Because the effect of righteousness is quietness and confident trust How long? Forever. Verse 35. Cast not away. This is talking to me. 
How many of you have got things you're believing for? Do not allow a calendar to determine your outcome. You determine your outcome by staying in faith. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Now notice this rest of this verse. Which has great, not just a little, great recompense of reward. Or we could say it this way, a great payday. (laughs) It pays to trust God. It pays to stay and rest. It pays to fight the good fight of faith. So I'm encouraging, don't cast your confidence away. (laughs) Hallelujah. There's always going to be a fight for maintaining our confidence. As I said it before, the enemy didn't give it to you. And the enemy can't take it away. So in summation of this message today, your faith response determines your outcome. God is looking for a people to speak up. To speak up. To declare, thus saith the Lord. This is what the Word says. This is what the Holy Spirit is witnessing to me. And so our faith response will determine our outcome. So we need to make sure that we keep all doors closed on fear and unbelief. How many of you know there's no need to be stressing when you can be resting? Say it to me, there's no need for me to be stressing when I can be resting. And this is the reason why a lot of people aren't sleeping well at night because they're entertaining thoughts coming from the enemy and there's a carryover into the night season. The reason why you're not able to rest on the outside in the area of sleep is because you're not resting on the inside. Rest is of the heart. But oh, thank God, if you can rest down here. I mean, think about Jesus. Asleep on a pillow. Sawing logs. The master's asleep on a pillow. There's this huge mega storm. But Jesus had mega and greater faith. And the example we see is, we're going to the other side, boys. Now I'm going to take a nap. Thus saith the Lord, some of you need a good nap now and then. (laughs) We live in an extremely fatigued society. And these things don't have to be. If we will enter into rest and fight to stay there. 
Amen? Glory to God. Great rest. Great peace. Now here's how it may look. person may go to the doctor and get just an absolutely terrible report. The pressure starts working on the mind. And yet on the inside, you've made deposits for years on healing scriptures. You've heard messages like this for decades. Or maybe you're new to the faith, but revelation is coming. But you're resting in your healing. And you declare, I'm healed by his stripes. That's labor. You may be hurting. Your knees may be knocking. Listen to this statement. But my labor is not to achieve what's already been finished. My labor is to fight the good fight of faith. Your labor is to call those things which be not as though they were until they are. Though the flood come, though the wind may blow, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. (laughs) Hallelujah. Do the same thing with lack. Yeah, things look bad financially, but my God. Pastor Tom, come on, let's go. Hallelujah. But my God. But my God. I said, my, 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 my God. My God. Your God. Your Father. Who has redeemed you. Who has delivered you. Who has blessed you. And made you accepted in the beloved. My God. My God! My God! My God! Shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So I rest in that. I rest because my Father has a great track record. (laughs) He's a good God. He's a great God. Stand up, everybody. Let's rejoice.